Hey, and welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank. Uh, this is part of our remaster series where we go back to old episodes and clean up the audio. This is going to be our Walking Dead character top five. Uh, this came off the news that Andrew Lincoln was leaving the show, so we had to get creative, and it's actually really good timing. It helped boost the listenership. Um, it's funny to think like how the cast has changed even from this episode. I mean, now it's like, Who's still around? I think Maggie came back. I don't know. I just watched it too. Why do I not know the names? <laughs> but the show's gone through so many changes, including ours. Uh, the audio in this is not too shabby. It's very echoey. Again, we're still in that dining room at Jonathan's house with that freaking refrigerator in the side on the side there. Uh, we eventually move into his den, which takes away the big refrigerator. It puts in his little fridge. <laughs> yes, he has multiple fridges. Um, but anyways, uh, this was this was a fun one to record. I remember at the time when we recorded this, I ended up getting a lot of feedback from uh, listeners about who they thought was their favorite and stuff like that and who they wanted to, to basically take charge of the group. Because that's kind of what happened with this episode. We wanted to see who was going to take charge of the group after Rick Grimes left, Andrew Lincoln, of course. Uh, so it had a lot of uh, listener engagement, which, in my opinion, if you have if you're a small podcast, and you have like 20 listens per episode, but 19 of those people engaged. That is so much more valuable than 200 episode, 200 listens per episode or more, and nobody's engaging. The engagement is the community part. It's the reason you create podcasts is to talk about geek stuff and and socialize with people who agree with you and 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 have a conversation with those who don't. And so this one was one of those that had a lot of engagement behind it and just made the episode so much better. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoy it. It still has some value because we get to talk about some of our favorite characters from Walking Dead, a show that is still on now, and it's been also probably on. 30, 40, 50 years from now. <laughs> Have fun. Hey, all This is Top 5. And uh, today our topic is Walking Dead characters. Uh, we're doing AMC only. No comic book stuff. All right. Yeah. Uh, we got four of us today. I am your moderator, Frank. And we got Squeaks. All right, guys. Jonathan. Hey, hey. And Daniel. What's up, guys? All right. That's the crew. Uh, so... Uh, just real quick, we're getting. Well, I know we did the standard news, but I want to bring it up again. Uh, Andrew Lincoln, who plays Rick Grimes, is leaving the show after season nine, which is next season as we're recording this. Um, and we're going to have uh, Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl, going to be the new main character. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, I was actually watching something, too. They were saying that somebody else might be leaving, too. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, they did know. they say who? They didn't uh, say who, but they say they were saying that somebody might leave soon too. It's like rooting the roses. I think if you're gonna get gonna get rid of Rick, you're gonna almost want to reboot the show. Yeah, you're gonna have to kill a cap that cat. You have to really change your storyline a lot. I think to or just kill the show, redevelop. Oh, they they, yeah. they have to change the show. Mm-hmm. Nah, that, no yeah, yeah I think they need to like. I don't think they people. should kill everybody because oh no, they all need. A <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for them to die. Well, I mean, like I think we've seen enough of. I really like Michonne, but they need to do something more with her or get rid of her. Yeah. Should have uh, got the pot. You got to develop her character more or just... Yeah. Oops. Yeah, they went hardcore think, and then it's gone down. I think Maggie's had a really... I think they could complete her arc and it'll be a really good arc if they can just finish her off. Mm-hmm. Um, Carol, as much as I love her, is too wishy-washy right now. She can go... Oh, you know, it'd be really good. I never thought about this before. I really like Carol, but you could develop her into a villain if they wanted to. What if... If they yeah, had she just straight up lost it or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's just so good. Maybe that's how it does. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe they, maybe Rick dies because somebody within the group turns on them. Yeah, you know, turns on. Or get left, him. but he'd be the good best one to do it because he is officially crazy in the new season, oh, in the newest episodes. Yeah, they could also, he's seeing his dead people. This is kind of like a twist, but they could like, you know how Rick woke up in the Coen's first season, like he technically <laughs> never. It was actually, all a dream. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> Oh my god! And then like they bring back like a a different guy to play his son, and his son actually just oh that'd over. be so nice if they could just return to you know, the whole story. No, it'd make it. me cry if they actually instead of like trying to pretend that this happened, he wakes up and it's a normal day. Yeah, he, exactly. He, he was healthy. He came out of the hospital and he goes home to his family and all that stuff. <laughs> That's actually he just died. He just joined his family, but. Oh, wow. it's as if he never. That is a, that is good <laughs> twist, man. Right, his death is actually the heaven that he had hoped he'd wake up to after the coma. <laughs> to show, to explain how much storyline there is to go, real quick, I just want to kind of give perspective because because people are like, oh, well, the show's got to be done pretty soon. So right now, comic book wise, to show you where the, where the show's at, um, Robert Kirkman, he's the maker of the comic book and another comic book, I believe, and I'm currently reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plans on this being a 300 issue story, uh, all of Walking Dead. Comic-wise, they're at issue 180, and show-wise, they're about episode or issue 100. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that shows you how much more. And they just introduced a new colony in the books. It looks insane. They like, wear all white with like red stripes and shit. Mm. That's cool. Real, real futuristic. Are you about the whis- oh, no, no. The Whispers is uh, that's coming up pretty soon, and the show has to pretty soon after Negan's completion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be pretty cool, too. Now, if we go back to where Rick wakes up, just crazy scene. Like, what if he wakes up, goes home, has, like, a cup of coffee, everything's fine, and you think, like, what the fuck? But then you see, like, a zombie walking down the street and it starts it all, and then he just cuts, and we're done with the series. You know? Or what if it fades out? Okay, so how does it Because what Johnson's saying is, what, what, what if he's dead and this is, like, his head? Yeah. What about, instead of that, like, it closes, so we just see Rick drinking his coffee, and, he's just, and then it closes in on his face. Then it closes back out on his face, and we see zombies are eating his guts. Yeah, there you go. Mm. So to to him, it seems like all of that was a dream. Yeah, he went to the coma, but when he woke up, that was all a dream. Now that he's dead, he's back to where he thinks he should be. But yeah, then we see that he actually died being eaten. All right, AMC. I know you listened to all our episodes yeah. or yeah. all our shows, so you scripts. guys are welcome. You guys to can take, take that, that one. one at a sm- at a modest fee of yeah. eight million. So we're <laughs> yeah. just a shout out on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'll take a Twitter shout out. All right, so let's let's go ahead and fire us off. Uh, we will start with Daniel. Daniel, you're number one. Go ahead and give us our, your number five for favorites or top Walking Dead character. Uh, my number five is uh, Carol. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right. I picked her because she's uh, one of the strongest emotional characters in the show. Like, she dealt with so much throughout the show. Like, yeah. She was abuse victim. Like her husband beat her. Yeah. Then her daughter goes and dies. Well, doesn't go and die. She she ends up getting up and die. Yeah. So she's already she's already dealing with all that. Yeah. And she's still strong enough to keep going, keep uh, keep uh, taking care of the group while she's doing that. Yeah. And then uh, later on in the season, remember those two little girls? One of them ended up. And she, oh, God. oh yeah. she ended up taking like she she knew she had to. And she her names snap. were That's... Lizzie and Mika. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have that written uh, down for some reason. <laughs> in the same situation, in the same situations, we're seeing people over and over again snap. They just lose it. They can't control. They yeah, can't and she stress. was actually just she's, like she's strong. She just strong enough that she was able to take it. Like like Rick, he snapped. 
because his wife died. Mm-hmm. Look at her. Like, her daughter died. She was kind of, like, emotional yeah. for a little bit, but she still knew, like, look, I need to make sure I I do my job, make sure everybody's okay. And hers was a rapid and drastic transformation. Yeah, she it was. She didn't start as a badass survivalist. No, like, nothing. She started she as was a weak. abused housewife, yeah. mother of a daughter. Yeah. That was all she knew. She just served her husband. She's, like, she's yeah. like shuddering clothes more. She's, like, adding layers of the onion onto herself as, like, yeah. protection. Yeah. Because every time something bad happens, she's just, like... Motions will die. Let's keep going. Yeah. Yeah. She's just she's yeah. like getting become, she's becoming more robotic. Well, well, until emotional. like the last season, the last season things. Well, then she started getting more emotional with Daryl. Technically, like yeah, yeah. Well, they got like closer. They but that, that ended pretty quick. That and ended. That's, oh really? Because yeah, I know Daryl was like having a thing with the little girl or no that girl. Yeah, uh, Bethany. Beth, yeah, uh, Beth or Bethany or something, something like that. Like, it's uh, Maggie's yeah. sister. She's sister. gone now. She's gone now. But well, I think that was a lot of trying to make that character important all of a sudden so they can kill her off. Yeah. That's how, you know, they'll raise her up so they can kill her real quick. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that well, that's the reason why I picked Carol. That's a good choice. Yeah. 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 I'm going to try mine because um, that was my top. That was my number five, too. Okay. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because yeah. um, with the abuse thing, I feel like we actually seen a character that was, like, straight from the very dirt bottom. Yeah. Of being hella weak and now she's hella strong. Yeah. yeah. Subjugated and everything like that. And honestly, she could she could technically be like a leader to the group. Like the way she is, like she doesn't I like she doesn't get tilted. Not tilted, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that doesn't throw her off. Like people are dying, it doesn't throw her off. And she she knows that things just have to get yeah, done. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I think I have a little different things about her. Um what I was kinda neat too. She's a teacher. She was teaching the little kids, so like, yeah, like rather they're teaching stuff, but she also taught them how to survive, like shooting yeah, and whatnot. Um, when she did put the little girl down, I mean, that's crazy, oh, yeah, whatever. That was, yeah, but that's like one of my favorite lines in that fucking world is like, just look at the flowers. Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like at work when this one's useless, I just like, well, it's time to have him look at the flowers. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's my favorite line. I use that all the time. That is I such a tattoo line right there. You got to get that tattoo. Oh, that's man, so shit. good. <laughs> and then like have like a little flower with like a little bit of blood on it oh fuck damn oh my god I'm going to the tattoo shop <laughs> damn I need to do for that. anybody who doesn't know that is a possibility now if you, oh, if you know him we go to like tattoos. on a vacation and he's like oh they're having a tattoo convention that's I'll right just, in Reno <laughs> uh, yeah in Reno and he ends up getting a tattoo of uh, Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtles yeah. Leonardo right uh, yeah no Donatello Donatello sorry get it right no <laughs> um, but she also is one of those characters that she can live on her own and it'd be totally fine because when we're kind of Took her out of the group because she... Um, he, yeah, he basically banished her. Yeah, but she was totally fine. And then when Ezek- when she wouldn't be left alone and Ezekiel would come by and give her like gifts or whatever, she just wanted to be in the house yeah. by herself. Well, that was that was because of her emotional state. She changed and she needed to be by herself. That's yeah. a different part than when Rick but she, her. Yeah, but she can't just survive on her own. She doesn't need anyone. And when, uh, when she got kicked out, she actually came back to help the group. But she took a yeah, terminus by herself. Yeah, yeah. Term- that's yeah. What, that was my next so thing. So that's yeah. why it's like, she could be like a top... Uh, leader in that group just because the way she is. Yeah. But I, see, I don't think she would be a good leader because I don't think she can lead people like physically, like take control and tell them no. what to do. I think she's too much of an emotional wreck for she's that. Lone but... wolf. She's a great, yeah, a lone wolf. She's a great survivor and she's totally awesome on her own. And sure, some people might want to follow her, but she doesn't want to take the responsibility of caring for them anymore. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Well, possible. All right. So uh, we'll go on to my number five. My number five is Negan, played by. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean uh, Morgan. Uh, I love the actor. I think that's. I, th- I know comic book wise, it's a great character, but this actor's who keeps it alive. Um, 
Uh, he's gonna he's gonna be the new Batman. I don't know if you know that or not. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so in in the Flashpoint, the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, Are you talking about Batman's dad? Then he is Batman's dad. He's Batman's dad. He's is currently that... ba- he's Ben Affleck, Batman's dad, hmm. and Maggie's okay. actually his mom. What? What the fuck is going on? What you didn't know that? Okay, no, so what? okay, so in I think it's Batman vs Superman. Um, the cut, you know how they always got to show Batman's parents dying. Yeah, if you watch it. Negan is the dad. You're Jeffrey Dean Morgan is the dad. Oh, yeah. Maggie Lauren uh, Cohen is the mom. You're kidding me? No, I'm serious. Oh my god, I'm that's awesome. Going you're putting it in the that part. Is I'm awesome. putting it in the player. Okay, you think that's awesome? Uh, this is so awful. Walking Dead, but you think that's awesome? In Flashpoint, my favorite storyline from all of DC, Flash goes back in time to try to save his mom. In that process, makes it to where Bruce is who's killed in that alleyway. Yeah, yeah. Batman. So like crazy killer. Yeah. So. Batman's dad becomes the new Batman. Yeah. And his mom goes nuts and becomes the new Joker. Yeah, yeah. So you could have, when Flash goes back, you will have Negan playing Batman and Maggie playing Joker. But have you seen <laughs> Rampage? No, not yet. We're getting off topic. Yeah, I know he's um, not that He's almost like the same character. So I got to see him be something. The actor, the actor's Negan. pretty dominant. Even, yeah. as, even as the comedian in Watchmen, he was kind of similar to that. But uh, so anyway, so I really like Negan. I really like how as the seasons have gone on, the season and a half he's in, we see him evolve. So in the beginning, you're just like, oh, he killed Glenn. This guy's an asshole, blah, 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 blah. But what you need to understand, his group's name is the survivor or the saviors. Yeah. He, in a twisted, messed up way, thinks he's actually bringing civilization back. Hell yeah. So because he's, he's giving them the structure they need to survive. And he knows that in this point in time, the way to, to get through to people, kill a friend. So make an example of somebody. It's terrible, but in this time, that makes sense to him. And, I mean, the proof's in the pudding. He has a functioning, this place called the, the, yeah. the, the Foundry. He has a functioning society with outposts that are functioning. It's gruesome to a lot of people and stuff like that, but it's functioning. In yeah. a time when people are randomly going around, these people wake up and have food for them. They have a job to go to. They have protection. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because it's like, oh, Negan's a monster because he killed Glenn. He kills one person out of everybody's groups to make an example. It's Glenn's because we attached to him. And I'll, I'll, or I'm not sure if it was Abraham first or Glenn first. One of them was first. The other one was because Daryl spoke up. So that was Daryl's fault. Yeah. Daryl didn't understand the program. He now does. So it was effective. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's, Negan's actually, and, and they show more depth as the show goes on. Negan actually is a deeper character. He actually is kind of not, he's a bad guy, but he's a bad guy that makes sense. So my, I think my only, or at least my biggest complaint with Negan is that maybe it's because he's such a big deal in the comic books, but I feel like at right out the gate, they way like overinflated who he is in the story before they developed yeah, it at all. Before there's a lot of hype for him, yeah. Yeah, tons of hype before, I mean, you have any reason to care for him or hate him or love him or anything. Yeah. So I think it was just, just too much right out the gate. And so he couldn't live up to it. Yeah, but it's that yeah. first impression that upheld strong. Yeah. That first impression was great. I mean, yeah. he killed off two big characters. But he spent an entire episode to kill off two characters. Like, dude, but that's, put two bullets this in This is the reason Walking Dead is numbers are all down. It's because it'll spend an entire episode walking down tracks. Yeah. Or oh just God, like, yeah. get to wherever you're going. Yeah. Like, tell me which episodes to skip so I can just get to the meat and potatoes. Uh, I got one specific that you can skip and I will never let it go. I, it's the worst fucking episode ever, but whatever. Do you remember it at all? Yeah, it's when that fucking chick... Um, that, that lesbian girl. Is the arrow in the back of her head? No. No, so that's heartbreaking. lesbian girl yeah, that goes good. to the... Um, her girlfriend. Yeah, no, but when she goes to that area where it's all girls living, 
Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking dumb, dude. One, I don't give a shit about this group. And two, it was just a smart... <laughs> they do join the militia, though. Her they character's are they're shitty, on. though. Like, it's just a yeah. smart-ass little character that it's like... She thinks she's... She seems like one of these dead people, but you're not even funny. You're just kind of... She's just kind of pointless to the story. Anyway, anyway. Go it's yeah. a mess. <laughs> All right, well, it's your I turn. That so your number five was... Oh, no. Uh, mine. My number five was Carol's. Okay, yeah. so Jonathan, what's your number five? My number five was Herschel Green. Oh, that was uh, So, and I try, of course, in all my top fives, I try to not be what everyone else has. Uh, but I really liked Herschel because, I mean, he's a vet, and so he was able to save Carl. He's the only kind of doctor they had for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and in the show, I mean, early on, you're kind of not confused, but you're still learning how the rules the dynamic, of this world. Yeah, the rules yeah. of this world. And so he was a moral compass when they needed one. He mm-hmm. kind of laid out like, hey, this is how things used to be, and this is how we should try to strive to be. He ended up learning, I think, in his time that that things can't stay that way anymore and that we do have to kind of rewrite our moral code to match this crazy world that we yeah. live in. But uh, I think that was the main thing. And he was just he was an all-around good guy. And he, was, he, was, he was a good character in the show, and I, I'm glad that they kept him along longer than he was supposed to be. Yeah, comic books, he died sooner than he... Did he? What, yeah, he dies pretty fast, actually. He was um, a good crutch, I think, for... Uh, I think when the house burns down, he dies in that process. Um, One thing that's nice is so when you get into when you get into Walking Dead in the beginning, Mm -hmm. it seems like all out anarchy. Yeah, he's the one that reminds you that society still has to exist. Yeah, and there are set rules that are called morality, Mm -hmm. and you know, and you you have to still with it live in those with those rules, or you'll never have anything. Yeah, it broke Rick. Yeah, him doing that, but it kind of. And it was interesting at the time. It became a pattern that they did with Rick later on. But it was interesting to see Rick like, oh, wow, Rick is trying to become a farmer. Yeah. And ever since then, he's gone back and forth between it. And that's, you know, it's a shame on Rick. But shame on that character. But, yeah. yeah. It's a good choice. All right. Daniel, we're at your number four. All right. My number four is uh, Merle Dixon. Ooh. Merle's clown. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, man. Go for it. I loved Merle. He was yeah. awesome. Uh he was pretty badass, though. I like him in Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I like his uh, machete arm or his uh, blade arm. Yeah. Uh, so he was an interesting character to watch. Yeah. Uh, so in the show, he was technically a bad guy. Yeah. You know? But if you recall, he did get handcuffed on the roof. Yeah. So it kind of made him want to be bad. He wanted to get revenge. He wanted to kill all the, the people that left him. He had to right. chop off his own arm yeah. to get out. So he joined the governor to get revenge and pretty much get his brother back. But I, it just his character was just so funny. He was racist. <laughs> he was racist. <laughs> but it was just like... He just really cared about him and his brother. That was it. And then in that yeah, world... There, there is actually some uh, admirable traits to him. Yeah, like... Like, in that world, you pretty much want to have family and take care of your family, whatever yeah. costs. That's what he did. That's why he kind of went... He looked like a bad guy. But towards the end, if you've seen him, he did sacrifice himself to take out the governor's um, group. He took out like what four or five people. Yeah, you saw him go go good for a bit. Yeah, so he became a hero, and I think that there could have been more to him if they didn't like kill him off. Like I think it would have been awesome. He's completely foreshadowed the show Guardians too. I'm just saying. I know, I know, (laughs) but like the last couple minutes, all of a sudden he's changing hard to. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, 
<laughs> but that's why I kind of wish like, I really like that character that. just the way he acted yeah. like just in the show is just awesome he's a little bit of a cut in the comedy too like like he was yeah. the kind of guy who there's a couple of them that I that I like that are this way where where the apocalypse was a good thing for him you yeah. know what I'm saying like yeah. you could tell like life, life was okay because they talk about how the dad's a shithead and stuff like that they, they, yeah. Daryl talks about that to um, Bethany or Beth yeah. Saturday um, but you could tell like he, the apocalypse broke out and he's like Sweet zombie hunting time. Like he's been looking forward to this. Let me go get my prepper stuff. I got this going. Yeah. So yeah, is, that's a yeah. good choice. And that's that's another one that I think the character written into the story and stuff like that. He was just okay, but it was the actor who made him such a good character. Yeah, right? really good actor. And I don't. Yeah. You have his name written down by chance? Uh yeah. Uh, Michael Rooker. Michael. He needs to be more things. Yeah. I really uh, like him. He's uh, great yeah. in Guardians like too. Like we too. talked to him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's good. Start doing some stuff. Nice characters now. There's your number four. Okay, my number four guys doesn't even have a last name. He's so off the off the side, but I love him. Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> Do any of you any of you know who Jerry is? No idea. He is Ezekiel's bodyguard. King Ezekiel's bodyguard. Oh, the Hawaiian guy? If he home? died, I'm done with this oh, freaking oh show, God. I swear. <laughs> I love you that. You can't even hate the guy. He's What's just, that? He's just jolly all the time. Oh, whatever. Yeah, he no, is. No. Okay, let me let me give you some more in-depth stuff about oh, Jerry. Yeah. Okay, I don't need no haters on this guy. First of all, he's me in the apocalypse. <laughs> he found a dude that was cool. He's just like, look, I'll just stick with you. You yeah. make sure I stay alive. He's role-playing. That's probably why. He, he is totally <laughs> role-playing. He's like, all right, cool. I can do this. King and all that. He's one of the. He's one of like two people you see King Ezekiel break character for. Because King Ezekiel's being a... He's portraying a king to, yeah. to show confidence, right? Uh, but there's every so often King is or Jerry will be like, hey, dude, I'm down. Like, he'll just throw that in there and just like, he'll be like, yes, my lord, of course, my leash or whatever. And then he's like, dude, did you see this thing? <laughs> and like, he'll break yeah. it. Um, and then he's, he's I, honestly, he's, Rick can die, Carol, I don't care who could go. But if they get close to, there has been times where they get close to killing Jerry, but no, no, he has to live throughout this thing because this is, but, um, and he's got the big axe. He saved, I think he saved, yeah, he saved his eagle. With his big axe, and he's used he's used guns before yeah, to, to like really break good. open a gate when they were trying to run away or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So it, he's he's just down living in this world, and like he's one of those things where it's like I think he kind of he could have been a Eugene Eugene's because I think something's gone on with Eugene where he's not like totally stable or whatever. But he's kind of like Eugene where he's just like I just kind of want to find my place in this world and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. He found his place. And it's playing. He's 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 out there larping, you know. And that's his place. I just love him. He's totally me in this world. I was like, I I just find my king Ezekiel. Zombies break out. I'm like, who's the king? I'm your homie. Let me just tell me what you got to do. But yes, that's. I just love Jerry. He's my favorite. Every time he talks something funny, he's just. uh, I love him. It's my favorite character. He's not my favorite, obviously, but he's really good. All right, you got number four, Dan. Squeaks. Yeah. So uh, I put him a little higher than you. But I put Negan as number four. Okay. Five. I expect um, him to be on everybody's list. He's really good. Yeah, he's insane. Uh, I think, first of all, all the wives he has. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like he's true evil. Uh, and the way he uses his, uh, that to show it off, kind of like when you said kill people that are close to him, um, when Glenn and Abraham. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of made that crazy first impression like I, was, I brought up. Um, obviously the best villain in the TV series, for sure, hands down. Well, we'll see in our number three. If that's he true. is not for sure. He <laughs> is the empire for Star Wars because he wants to be good, but he's using this uh, wow. overview of power above yeah. 
I just made that up. Above everyone. <laughs> Perfect. You know? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Empire wants peace. Negan wants peace, but it's like in a controlling way. Yeah, domination so, to create yeah, peace. Exactly. Yeah, that's what the Empire did. Um, right. So, yeah, I put them as, like what you said, built a community and a working system, even though it seems harsh, but it's working. Yeah. And I think every, anything needs to work nowadays with the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um, I think he's just dominant no matter where he goes when he goes to Rick's house and he starts cooking dinner. Yeah, like yeah. Like he yeah. cooks the spaghetti, but they're just. What's just, wrong with it? He's so he's good like, at belittling people. Yeah, exactly. In like the coolest way. Like yeah. when he hands Rick his uh, Lucille, when he hands him the bat, uh-huh. when he's like talking or whatever, like, here, you hold on to this. And it's just like, <laughs> Rick's oh, not doing anything with that's it. such a dick move. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> poor Rick is being so belittled. This is really yeah. Uh, I think he just, he rules with fear. No matter where he goes or who he talks to, nobody ever talks back to him usually. Yeah. Like uh, when he caught Simon, um, gonna go behind his back yeah 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 um what's that guy with the guy with the scar in his face we were talking about it i know whatever. i can't remember his name but um everyone's scared maybe not everyone's scared to do anything to him and it's like you guys can just gang up on him and kill him but they won't yeah um but i mean with the fear he also besides branding his victims or branding whoever or scarring them on the face for whatever they do yeah. bad he also threw that doctor into the oven not the oven but that fireplace yeah, too for letting Daryl go. Yeah. So it's like, man, he's just nuts, and then people are. Scared, well, it's all about making him. an example. It's the reason yeah. he has these people walk around with messed up faces. Yeah, you yeah. know, he's just making an example out of them. Yeah. So he's my Darth Vader. He's Walking Dead. Dwight, thank you, yeah. Dwight. I actually think Dwight might be mm-hmm. one of the future best parts of the show if it's going to survive that fifteen percent chance of it doing good after this <laughs> Rick change. <laughs> it, it, Dwight's going to be a key part of it because he's actually a very in. complicated character. Yeah. I think that's good. One. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much it. He's, he's my Darth. He's my. Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. My number four is Dale Horvath by the Jeffrey Demon going deep. Yeah. Dale. You don't remember Dale? Dale. RV guy? Nobody probably remembers Dale, but um, so he was kind of like Herschel. I'm not putting, I guess these are my favorite people, but for totally not Walking Dead reasons. Uh, but he was the defender of humanity, uh, just like similar to Herschel. Yeah. But the pretty much. Almost the only reason why he's on my top five is one quote from him, which is actually a quote from William Faulkner. He was quoting when he said it. But I did not realize where this came from. It's been in the back of my mind for years now. I mean, since, what was it, season two, whatever, aired, season two, yeah. It's a, it's a quote about time. I remember this story of a man giving his son a watch, and I couldn't, I thought, man, this must be from, like, The Godfather or some <laughs> epic movie, which I just watched The Godfather recently. It wasn't in that. <laughs> I was like, it was in some epic movie or something, and I couldn't figure it out. Finally, it wasn't until I just started, you know, I was like, oh, I got to research these characters again and try to remember all the, the deeper ones that aren't on the surface. And I found out he's the one that said that quote. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Tell me this quote, did you kill oh, okay. it? <laughs> and it, it's got a lot more depth than it. I mean, I, I don't know. You'll see. I like it. Uh, all right. So he, and this is him. Uh, <laughs> Him quoting somebody else, so he paraphrases it a little bit. But of course, yeah. let's get. I have it in his words. It says, "I like what a father said to his son when he gave him a watch that had been handed down through generations. He said, I give you this mausoleum of all hope and desire, which will fit you individual needs no better than it fit mine or my father's before me. Right. I give it to you. May you remember time, or that you may remember time. Uh, no, sorry, I wrote that wrong." <laughs> I give it to you, not that you may remember time, but that you may forget for a moment 
and uh, now and then and not spend all of your breath trying to conquer it. That so, last bit, I remember that part. Yeah, yeah. so I, I fucking <laughs> said that all bad. But pretty much what he's saying is I give you this watch that has been passed down from generation to generation, not so that you can always be keen on time and know exactly what's going on at what moment or what minute, but so you can just stare out the window for a minute. So you can take a moment to enjoy life and, and lose time, forget what it is altogether. And I think back before we had watches when people had to just think of time from the, the sun and shit like that, or when watches were first developed or whatever, or time, keeping time was first developed. But it's like, yeah, so nowadays, I mean, we could just stop thinking about time altogether for, you know, a while. And then you look back at your watch like, oh, okay, cool. I got this thing at 2.30. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. But the the just that whole concept and the way he the way he said it of course was a lot nicer than the way I say it but uh, so that's pretty much the only reason why Dale's on my you went deep on a character that's only been around for two yeah. two seasons <laughs> I know I know and he was almost he was almost nobody he was a nice guy and, I mean know. I liked his RV he's pretty yeah. nice yeah <laughs> moral compass and defender of humanity down. he was the first one I think that even pointed out the fact that you know if we become savages like the others if we just start offing each other because we're having petty fights or whatever it may be, yeah. then we're no better than then humanity is already lost. Then we might as well be zombies because humanity's out the window. So it's more important that we die protecting what what humanity we have left rather than survive by killing everybody else that we disagree with. Kind of yeah. So that on top of, you know, my favorite quote that I totally forgot was from him until I started <laughs> doing this homework. Uh so yeah, he was Good guy. I love how you have this speech about humanity going on while we have the ice cream truck parked in front oh, of this yeah. house. It's, that's it's playing the music. Oh, yeah, guys. Nice uh, we could pause this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. got a couple bucks. You guys keep going. That was good, though. I, I haven't really thought about Dale in a long time, so it's kind of... Yeah, kind of a real low-B character, but I like it. How do you, how do you die again? I know he... I want to say Daryl killed him. <laughs> <laughs> no, shit. No, I know Daryl killed him. I remember, I remember him getting, like... I think he died saving Beth, though, didn't he? One of the girls. Saving that blonde chick. Exactly. Remember that he was trying to save? Oh, well, oh maybe not Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one uh, before that. The, the oh, one that Andrea. had an affair with... Uh, Andrea, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah, yeah, like a daughter. She's top five. No, she's... Yeah. I did start making a bottom five list, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll start doing those at some point. Yeah, we'll worst Walking Dead characters. There's a lot of them. Oh, gosh. All right. All right. Daniel, what do we got for number three? Number four. Four, right? No, number three. three. Oh, you already did your four? What was your four? Yeah. Merle? Merle, that's right. That's right. Sorry. Okay, forget about me. Uh, uh, My number three is... uh, It's Glenn. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck this guy. Oh, my God. All right, how long did you take it? No, you take it. Why do you ask bitch? That's how I took it. What? Yeah, I hate Glenn. He, He started weak. But just yeah. like like Carol, he went through a transformation to where exactly like he Carol. could pretty yeah, much be a fucking leader. He would be yeah. much more apt to be a leader of the group than Carol would for sure. I think he would be well, the best leader for the he, group. He's, he's I should know. He's a great follower, no. great servant to work. I don't think so. No, because once he got with Maggie, his whole like perspective changed. He was more worried about Maggie. Everything. Just, yeah. And who's Not, Rick more worried about? He says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. My wife and kids are more important. I'm only keeping you alive because Girl. you're bait in front of the zombies in front of my wife and kids, right? Yeah, but like, again, I mean, he's more worried about his family. Yeah, so Glenn's more like... Then he would have, like, yeah, went against the group. The you know what I'm saying? Lover boy. Yeah. Nah, but. He, he would have gone uh, away from the group. That's why I'm saying... Oh, uh, you're saying he would have ditched them? Yeah, he just from, ran off with her. Yeah. So what? So what, let's see what your what do you have written down for why you like Glenn? Yeah, 
Oh, just spoiler. Glenn's my number three, too. So far, we've talked about how much you and me think he should be, me and Jonathan should think, think he'd be a good leader. Yeah. And then you were talking smack on that. And so I want to know, what, why do you think yeah. he's Do you so think, think he's good? Why is well, like, he's, he loves the group. He, like, throughout the season, in the beginning, he was afraid. But yeah. like, he'd still do it. He did whatever, like, the when they were stuck in the mall, he got that, that van. But he was afraid in the beginning. Then later on, he built up. He got the encouragement. Then later, he met Maggie, fell in love. Mm-hmm. And then you start seeing that, you know, he's still, he's a, he's a badass hero, takes care of the group. But he wants to be more like with Maggie, wants to protect Maggie. Yeah. So I feel like if he was a leader, I think Maggie would come first over the group like rick okay yes he is he's the leader but now he doesn't have carl he he has more of the group he has a daughter he has to worry about but now he has the whole group that's why i think he could still be a good leader yeah i think i think his best quality though is he's a fucking genius if he, yeah. he's smart like he would be like like a good version of the governor i think if they had if he was the leader of a group because yeah. he's i mean he's the brains of the operation and and he was the first one to, to discover, I think he was the first one when they were still in Atlanta, that you could just put zombie guts on you yeah. and walk amongst them. And that saved well, that him was, when he that fell. That was him. a technique that Michonne's been using before all of them. She, yeah, she, we she didn't know about her until then. Well, until okay. Yeah. The next well, season. she used dead zombies for all. Right. They, he, she the used zombies. Yeah. 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 So, but, but from what we knew in season one, he was a, he started that. He was the first one in the group. To oh, that. I see what you're saying. Okay. I'm just saying he's smart. Yeah. I think the smartest one out of the group. Personally, I think he actually would have been, you know, probably the best leader. I mean, yeah, I think um, so too. I don't know. If something had happened to Rick, I think I, he cares too much. He doesn't have that hardcore side like Rick does. Where yeah, but like, that's the only thing that made Rick a good leader was that he was he was sensitive enough and soft enough to stay on the right side of that line. But but I think Glenn is just soft and no hard. But you gotta look, look at Negan. Negan just goes, <laughs> dominates a group. Cause they try, they try to be nice. Hey, come here, you know, join us. And then it bites them in the ass. Yeah, look at Negan. Cool. Negan just, yeah. boom. That's how you do it. That in that world, you have to be strong. It, it's not about the zombie. It's not about the zombies. It's about the people. Yeah. And that's the issue. And you can't be a weak little bitch. That's but where Dale the, comes back around. If you lose all humanity, you are already a zombie. There's here's the problem. There is a transition phase where you're right. Where you need to be as hardcore as possible. We call that the Rick phase. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the Rick phase. But then there has to become a Carl phase where there's something because if you remember, if you've seen the latest season, Carl left these notes and stuff like that yeah. to show. It kind of shows like we have a chance here to create an alliance or to create peace to where we have society coming out of this. So, yeah, hardcore only in the beginning, but that can't last forever. You need the good side. You need to see that you can imprison bad guys. Otherwise, you you only have anarchy forever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, balance. like, Glenn is way too nice. Would have been way too nice to be a leader, though, because so, he gave too many people second chances. Too. True, and you can't you can't always you do that. You can't that always do that. So let me ask you this. Okay, so I think one of Rick's best reigns, like you know, he goes through a lot of phases where he's yeah. like emo and happy back yeah, and forth. Yeah. One of his best situations is where it was clear that he was the common sense, compassionate leader. And Daryl was his executioner. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to use, too. Glenn needs a good executioner. He yeah. needs a good executioner. So, so who would you think would be good Glenn's partner that would be the hardcore one? Uh, Daryl. 
Daryl would have you to do Daryl, you think Daryl would follow Glenn? I don't think so. I don't think, I think so. Like but you're saying, he would find weak. He would have to do that because you can't use Michonne because Michonne's on Rick's side, and I don't think Michonne really. She, I don't know. She wasn't really too involved. She was more involved with Rick, I believe. Well, I, I think I think Maggie would be good, but the problem is you need the Maggie version of uh, the, the heart her from Glendine. Maggie, not the back then. Yeah. yeah. What if you still had Merle and Merle was Glenn's executioner? Merle would not follow Glenn. Yeah, he would. Yeah. There's no way. Plus, he's Asian. Because because Rick had the ability to like go out there with a gun from the very beginning and track people down, but he was compassionate. Yeah. So you need Glenn to have that ability to switch that on and off or somebody who's willing to follow Glenn. Yeah. That's why I think Maggie, if Maggie were to find that strength in her, but she might be able to. But oh, I, how about Carol? Oh, that's Ooh. it right there. Yeah. You're right. That's Carol. Awesome. And Carol, Carol would be Glenn's executioner. Dude. That's a good that awesome. right there. combination. Yeah. All right. You need to talk to Kirkman, see if we can get his <laughs> You're right there. All right. All right. That was your number three, right? Yes. That was, yes. Man, that's a good conversation. That's uh, a lot to think about here. All right. My number three, the best villain in the show. No way. The, the governor. Who's not? Governor played. Uh, that was cool. Yeah, he played by David Morrison. That's exactly. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in my top thirty-two. He, he was the best. <laughs> okay. All right. His uh, his real name in the show is actually Philip, or in the comics too, Philip Blake. Uh, everybody knows him as the governor. Uh, he was the leader of the town Woodbury, which we see Woodbury in the beginning as just like this really happy-go-lucky town. Everything's going really well, which is a sign of how things are going for the governor. Um, he later on was the leader of the River Camp. Ice cream truck is coming back by again if you guys are hearing that, which I know you are. So I hear these. Um, he was the villain for all of season or antagonist for all of season three, half of season four. Um, when you saw him in the everyday aspect, real kind of just charming man, had that southern draw, really good leader. Then you saw his personal house where he had the wall of fish tanks that had people's heads, which he said was keep him in check because he knew the outside the walls of Woodbury was rough. Um, and then the stepfather is he lost his daughter at one point. She became a zombie and he has her chained up in the closet. That's full nut job. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he, he can overlook those two things. He was a good leader. Stay away from his house. Yeah. He's a decent guy. I, mean, I really liked him. He, he was my, I, I thought, I thought he was a really good villain because if Rick didn't poke that bear or more specifically Michonne didn't poke that bear. He would have kept. I think he would have kept running just fine. I think you know, it would have gotten rough. And he could almost justify his, his his insanity the way he did, like the gladiator pit kind of thing, where he would he would. But it was against each other. Yeah, it was it's, to distract people, just like yeah, the Romans it's did for the greater good. And yeah, kind of. It was kind of cool. You don't want to see somebody turn and whatnot. You know, people are dying, but in the end, that's one of the tools that he used to keep society together. Yes, yeah. in his community. I don't remember exactly all the reasons he did it. I'm not sure if it was just purely for entertainment or for he actually used it as punishment. I think it was. I think it was for punishment. Punishment. Okay. Yeah. So there, there was, there was a. He was harsh, but there was a minister. He had the 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 pits where he was collecting zombies in them and, or yeah, walkers in them, that. stuff like that. He had a crew though. He had an elite force with them, and so I, I, he was really good. Now, where his character turned from solid leader to full on nut job is Michonne broke into his house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and stabbed his daughter, and he killed, killed another walker that she finished found the walker off his his daughter. Yeah. And they tipped over all his, his cool collection of heads. <laughs> rude. And ended up stabbing him in the eye. Also rude. Yeah. And so then he had the eye patch and he went full villain. Um all Michonne's fault. Yeah. And if you see, like, he, he was he after after he was banished from Woodbury and they ended up uh, adopting a lot of Woodbury people, uh, he ends up wandering around for a little bit, he ends up uh, meeting a family and becoming a part of that family and ends up running the river crew, this river camp, 
and he uses them to attack the prison again because to me prison season season three is the best season of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's attacking the prison, and that's where we see him. He kills Herschel. He he brings in a couple characters that we end up using one in particular that we use to this day. Uh, finally, was killed by Michonne. It, while he's killing Michonne, or while Michonne like stabs him, I'm sorry. He was actually killed by uh, I think her name was Julie. Uh, did I write that down? I think I did. Lily. He was killed by Lily, but Michonne stabbed him in the back, which made him a bit able to be killed. Um, but when he in that process, he was choking Rick, and I think he was the closest to anybody to actually killing off Rick. He actually had him down. Rick was changing colors. If Michonne was. 20 seconds later, I think Rick would have been dead. So he actually was, I think, the most effective villain. More effective than Negan has been on killing Rick from... Well, if Negan uh, wanted to kill Rick... Yeah, I mean, Negan... Back to his chin, he could his house, him. like we talked about. Well, but, yeah, but, but Negan needs Rick in a lot of ways. This is the reason he didn't kill him. He needs Rick because he knows Rick controls that whole town. But you put him over, I mean, my Negan... But you talk about, oh, he goes into a nut job or a nut case, whatever he turns into. Yeah. One. But Negan's never turned into a nut case, no matter how crazy everything well, happens. He started he's able to keep it. <laughs> 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 is he, though? He can't I mean, get yeah, so, no. everything in order, though. Okay, so no, Negan has never, I don't think Negan has ever lost control. Yeah. I think he, I, I think he's, he's lost some actual physical control, but has always kept his composure and yeah, was able to gain exactly. the control yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give you that. And I think, I think the governor has actually lost control. Yeah. There, we've seen it. But I think that's in his bounce back from that, that half season on season four. I think we saw that bounce back. I think that's where we see him like, you can knock him down, but he's still going to be, he's still going to become dominant. He's still, I don't know. I just, I really liked the character. I really liked, I think the way he, the way he kept his daughter and stuff like that, which was nuts, you know, I think that really showed something that would happen a lot in the apocalypse. People lose their sanities. Well, and people keeping their loved ones in in cases like that. I mean, you don't know, especially... If we didn't have shows like this, imagine in their world, they didn't watch a show called Walking Dead. Well, yeah, and that so always happens in all zombie movies. They don't know what zombies are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what do you do when your, your family member's sick and they start going crazy and they start biting at you yeah. and stuff? But of course, you're going to try to keep them alive. Exactly. As as you can. Yeah. And they don't happen to die from this plague, even though they're acting crazy. So then you see, so he he's running the town and he's still yeah a little crazy, but he really loses it after his daughter was killed in front of him, in his perspective, yeah. and by Michonne. So then it's totally understandable it, to a degree. Of yeah, why he's, he's going full on revenge mode, yeah. and he's just uh, actor was amazing. Negan's actor is great too. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just I think he's pretty badass. It reminds me of uh, probably the best zombie movie in the world, Shaun of the Dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where they keep their friends as zombies. He keeps yeah. Nick Frost as a zombie. It's really good. Simon yeah. pegged us. Anyways, so that was that was my number three. Right. What do we got, Squeaks? My number three is Michonne. Oh, all right. Good choice. Good choice. Uh, the reason the governor fell apart. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> uh, I think from the from the gate, she was that crazy ass characters with the sword. I mean, yeah. you, know, you didn't have a character that was slashing all these zombies. Plus, with the two zombies on leashes, and you're like, who the fuck is this? Kid? Yeah, right. So I liked her impact when they first brought her on. Uh, not just a typical character that was just shooting guns or whatnot. Um, another thing was badass was the governor scene. Yeah. Uh, killed the daughter and stabbed him in the eye. That was pretty pretty crazy. Uh, I think she's complex, uh, tough exterior, but she has the um, the emotion, the, whatever you call it. The, the tender side? Yeah, tender side emotions showing, especially. Yeah, we've seen that now, yeah. Um, when she has her relationship with Rick, 
She's like all happy and everything's going okay. But then you see the sad side where Carl dies and she becomes start starts to become a mess too. Yeah. Um, she's also besides Carol, um, the one that could live on her own too. She was going how long without anybody's help, and she's yeah. totally fine. So I feel like some of these characters can't survive on their own and need a dependent, but her. Yeah, she, she was, she was just fine on her own. Yeah. Do you guys remember of the two walkers that she had when she first was introduced, the, the ones yeah. that followed her on chains or yeah. pets or whatever? Do you remember who they were? Because I remember there was, was some kind her, of importance to them. It was her ex and her ex's best friend. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah they showed like a scene where so she was all. Whatever, like in the house with him yeah, or something yeah, like that. And then next thing you know, yeah, they're all dead. Yeah. So. Uh, one thing about her becoming more tender, I think her and Rick together is believable. It's okay. What I really liked is her becoming the new mom of Carol. Of, uh, Carl. I keep saying yeah. Carol. Yeah. <laughs> Carl. Yeah, I, know. I, was, I was trying to say Carl. Yeah. Like, yeah. But her, and, and, and there was one part where, um, guys, it almost made me choke up to be honest with you, where Carl was mentioning, like, you're my best friend. And you're like, holy yeah. shit. Yeah, they were actually like really good friends. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like becoming the mom. She was becoming the mom to Carol. Carl. I'm going to not why It's unfortunate my number two is a lot of this. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's some good stuff. Yeah. It's a good choice. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. John, what we got for number three? Uh, my number three was Glenn. We talked about yeah. it. Okay, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, he was cool. I, I, I remember... I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs in the show, a lot of suspense and whatnot. But I remember when he fell, it was the end of season two, I think. Season, yeah, I don't know. Where he fell off the dumpster with that other, that one douchebag that blew his own brains out, right? Yeah. And they fell off the trash can, off the dumpster, in the middle of a huge crowd of zombies. And you're yeah. like, oh, man, I can't believe they killed off Glenn. That's yeah. so fucking sad. But in the back of your mind, you're just like, I didn't see... His bloody face yeah. and guts everywhere. Yeah. It's just that little. You saw it later. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you're like, oh man, there, there's a chance. I, I'm going to give up on it, but there's a chance. And then sure enough, you know, the next season starts. And you're like, oh my God, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, so he went from like being the, the weak little nerdy guy to developing a lot as a character, becoming stronger, a leader, the brains of the operation, almost all situations. You know, he was fucking awesome. Yeah. I, Plus, think, he was, I think his strongest scene, though, was when he was. Killed by Negan. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst. That was, I mean, I'm like, okay, dude, really? The first 10 minutes, just tell me which ones you're going to kill off so I can turn this off. They milked, they milked that episode oh, pretty yeah. good. Way pretty too fucked. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'll, long just, long. I'll just skip to the next episode and count heads and see who's not here after that. <laughs> <laughs> His strongest scenes of, scene, though, personally, is the very first time we meet him when uh, Rick is stuck in the tank and he's the guy on the radio mm. and he comes mm. in. That's when you that's when you fall in love with him. That's when he's like it's like, oh man, this is this go lucky kid that's just like, Oh yeah, I'm in the zombie world, but let me let me save you, mister. <laughs> yeah. So he had that hat, that baseball cap yeah. that like de aged him so hard. Yeah. Um so just because he was a kid and he was on for the ride. And his relationship with Maggie again is another thing that kinda yeah. comes brings back some humanity to this crazy yeah. situation. So I thought that was kinda cool too. That was good, yeah. All right. So that was uh so we're on to number two. All right. Damn. Uh, uh Daryl. Daryl. Carol's on so you had the brothers on there, right? I have it. Get uh, the brothers. Uh, pick Daryl because he's the perfect person for the pop uh, apocalypse world. I uh, said pops. We're talking apocalypse world. He knows how to survive. He knows how to kill. Uh, his character really changed in the show because yeah. he's a hard ass, just like his brother. But wasn't he always? From the beginning? 
No, he was a little softer. Yeah. He was softer because yeah. he was always with his brother. His brother used yeah. to like kind of uh, keep yeah, him in check. So he was the little yeah. brother under stuff. Yeah. yeah. Then uh, he ended up changing. And in the beginning, he didn't really care. He didn't want to. Didn't want to have a life. It seemed like. And then yeah. towards later on, he met pretty much Rick's family. Beginning, it was pretty bad because he found out his brother was chained up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After that, he started caring about the group. They, he kind of had a thing for two two girls, not two little girls, but two girls. Yeah. And then, uh, no, because the older lady, Beth, Car- Beth. Carol. Carol, and Carol. And like, Beth. he had kind of like a thing. Right, 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 right. right. But yeah. it, didn't, it didn't go that far. Yeah. yeah. And um, just, uh, yeah, he started showing a lot of emotion, and then... That's why I had to pick him, just because just his character, the way he was. Yeah, he, he, he has developed very cool. He developed very, a lot. Very well, yeah. He could be, I think he could still be a leader. Or, We're about to find out. Yeah. So, yeah. so I know a lot of people are going to hate me for this because he's probably fucking Everybody's audience. Yeah, yeah, number one, like favorite character, whatever. But I was talking to somebody else about this and I'm trying, trying to narrow down my top five and stuff like that. And they're like, you know, he's the biggest bullshit character in the entire show. And I was like, what are you talking about? How, do you, how is he a bullshit? I mean, he's a, he's a fucking he's a pretty cool guy. He can survive on his own and stuff like that. And he's like, no, but he's the only fucker that uses a crossbow. And have you ever tried to load a crossbow? It's such a pain in the ass. It's oh, a, you got to spend fucking 20 seconds. And I yeah. mean, luckily, he's ripped. He's ripped because he's doing this every day. But oh, yeah. you're still, I mean, zombies coming at you. You got to throw that thing on the fucking ground. And, and crossbows need a lot of waxing. Yeah. Because you never see him carry a wax. And where's, <laughs> oh, where's there six sporting goods you can load up on more arrows? You got to go to every fucking walker you shoot and pull that arrow. He has back. to be making his own, right? I, I never seen They, uh, they didn't show any. You can get a couple kills, though, like Legolas, right? Lord of the Rings, where he just stabs <laughs> him and then shoots him, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you have a bow and arrows, you. No, no. That would be a lot. No, more no, fun. no. He's talking about where he like stabs him with an arrow, and then yeah. shoots the arrow. Yeah. The problem is that's the only time you see him kill more than one walker with a with an arrow. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he is very limited by that crossbow. Yeah. But are you interested you almost, in watching? The I don't think I've ever bit. seen him actually load the damn thing. No. So yeah. Are you I interested in watching? No, I've seen him reload. Like, oh, Koi's loading it again. Let I think he'd be way cooler if he had a bow. He had a compact bow. He did load it once though. He did load it on the second to last episode. You see him like put it on the ground and pulls it. No, yeah. he, he does actually oh. load it throughout the season. Like I would that. like you his don't... character better if he just leaned on other weapons more. If he didn't always use that as his leading weapon. That's like Michonne with the katana. Yeah, but, like but the katana one. is insanely effective in and the she, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it's something that doesn't need to be reloaded. Yeah. Katanas she, are very sharp. Her sharpening it all the time. Yeah. yeah. But crossbows are kind of... They're quieter than guns. They're the silent weapons. Remember? They're not that silent. Compared to a gun... Okay, so compared to a gun, yes, they're quieter. And and if you're just taking out one, maybe two walkers, yeah, it's not fine. It's yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah, but I think, it, but what you're saying is a bow would be better than that. Yeah, because you can take out more walkers. Yeah, with a bow you have a lot more rapid fire than a crossbow, which you have to fucking reload. Yeah, but bows yeah. take a lot but, more skills. And no, use a machete. Yeah. A use a blade. Skill. I would say he if he's got that. Knife. I mean, I know he does sometimes. Yeah, he does use like a Bowie knife or something like that, right? Some shit, yeah. yeah, some sort of stabbing. He always starts with the the crossbow, and it's like other than his weapon, though, he's still a really cool character. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're tra- talking about trying to be quiet, he does drive a fucking loud-ass motorcycle, so <laughs> that's a dead giveaway. <laughs> Leads them right back to your camp every time. But but the motorcycle, but it's a bad motorcycle looks cool, so yeah. it goes well with his cut-off The walkers are like, bruh, nah, you too cool use, from guns on the big things, though. He does. And his fucking sleeve of the shirts, is that, that's that's walker bait right there. Like, Bro, you know you gotta all, wear duct tape sleeves down to the bring it. He is an all-American badass, bro. That's yeah. all it is. That's, and all he's, that's why he's not a comic He's completely made for TV character. 
That's a good point. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. You'd wear you'd wear sleeves and you use something that doesn't take ammo that has to. Hey, fuck you it. Know. You know what? When this zombie apocalypse happened, I'm gonna show up at your door with sleeveless shirt. Do it. Yeah. Do it. And I'm gonna keep you in front of me as the fucking bait while I'm using my sword. You're fucking loading a boat. All right. Uh, that was your number two. My number two is Carol. Oh, that's, that's my number two as well. Okay, let's let's talk about it together, man. All right, so. We'll go over it real quick. Yusuf husband, daughter dies. Two quote unquote adopted kids, Lisa and Mika die. Uh, takes out Terminus by herself. Yeah. Uh, she, my favorite part of her though, like all that is awesome. That's all cool. The part where I'm like, boom, she's amazing. It's the way she adapts in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. They get to Alexandria. They're all afraid of these these new people that come in there because Alexandria is like a nice community. Everything's been going really well for them. They got really insanely lucky, honestly. Yeah. And then they come in and they got Rick that looks like a mess. Everybody yeah. looks rough, some right? People are scaring them just yeah. by their appearance. But then you got Carol who's just like, well, let me bake you some cookies. Yeah, blends right. She, she's a fucking chameleon. So I, she's very adaptive. Yeah. She adapts to yeah. her surroundings and she's like, and she's collecting intel. She's gathering weapons. She's she's a survivalist at the best. Yeah. So she is. She's meant for this world. And in the beginning, you don't think so. In the beginning, you're like, okay, she's she has to, you know, she's just kind of behind her husband's shadow. Um, she breaks loose of that. And then when her daughter dies, that scene where you find out the daughter dies, she's inside the uh, barn. barn, and yeah. they release the barn. And she uh, comes out. Damn. Yeah. And so that's another thing. It's not only did her daughter die, like everyone else's kids and family die, or whatever. But it dragged out. Like, it was a long... Let's they were searching for, for the it, child. Yeah. yeah, for... And it, they weren't as cold at that point in the story to where they knew... They were just, like, shut off emotion time. Yeah. Now, you fast forward to when she's like, look at the flowers. Yeah. She has learned to kind of shut some emotions off. She's added those layers to her to protect yeah. herself, like armor or, or, like, the layers of an onion. Yeah. Um... What else? Anything else you want to mention on Carol? Uh, you fucking you. You just read well, off her yeah. entire bio. Yeah, <laughs> You said that she was able to adapt, but that's just like when, um, even to like in battle or whatever, she the the wolves enemies, the wolves. Yeah, the wolves. Yeah, 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 yeah. She dressed up as one of them, and then like went yeah. uncovered and was killing them all. Yeah, too, so, she's mean, she's smart. She's crazy. cunning. She's a, like you're saying a perfect survivor. Yeah. Like she yeah. she's a chameleon. She'll blend in with her surroundings and act how she needs to act to be yeah. able to survive. And then story arc wise, she's. It's funny because they kind of pit her against Morgan, as in yeah. opposites of mentality on the situation, uh, killing people wise. Yeah. Uh, they've always seemed to switch. Now Morgan, it seems more of a, a mental dis- uh, 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 dis- what was that not stable. Oh yeah, uh, stabilized. Yeah, I'm, I'm we'll go with that yeah. word. Um, but with her, it seems to make more sense the way she flips back and forth, you know. And um, and I just she's now she lives outside the kingdom uh, in her own little house, like. King Azif, you can tell sweet on her, comes over and visits and brings like cobbler or whatever. Um, but it feels like it just feels like her story, her ability to switch back and forth, her arc, and when she she does step up when is needed, she mostly lives on her own now. She just it, everything she does feels more natural now because she grew into that character. Yeah. When you see Morgan on the other side, when he's flipping around and stuff like that, it doesn't make no sense because first off, we're missing big chunks of his life. Secondly, it, it, you go from a moment where he's like murder machine to compassion, don't touch anybody, back to murder machine. Yeah. It's like he he's literally a switch flipping off instead of like, you know, dimming switch like she is. Where he doesn't have, like you're saying, the mental stability that she stability, has. Stability, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll go so with that. He, for, for him, it literally 
breaking and he's like oh well if it's not on it's off so if i yeah if i'm not gonna protect everybody i'm just gonna fucking kill everybody and then right. she's complete opposite where she can control her emotions it's, yeah and she's a lot more logical and she's left the group twice both have made sense first time because she killed somebody without being within yeah. the rules yeah. so rick had to banish her yeah she survived just well she came back in to save their ass did she get banished or did she go ahead and leave and then they agreed like no that was, me you know, him and her first. rick and her went out to go collect stuff in the station wagon oh, yeah. uh and rick told her you got to go or yeah. else there'll be problems when you back second time she left is because she she saw that she can't get attached to anybody anymore because they die in this world people die so she couldn't see herself getting attached to anybody anymore she left to try to protect herself a little bit and now she's she's kind of like batman and just like she's only called in when something needs to die she's awesome oh that's good she's yeah. fucking batman that's perfect yeah, yeah. perfect analogy. so uh i really just i think she's She's just awesome. Yeah. I mean, I hate to be so generic, but yeah. No, nah, the same thing. It's just like all around. I mean, you listed off her everything about her, but yeah. she's a really she's a really cool character. I think she's underrated in the show. I mean, maybe everybody loves her, but I mean, there's so much hype about. Uh, I mean, of course, Rick because he's the lead character, or whatever. Yeah. And um, what's his name? We just talked about Daryl. Daryl, yeah, yeah. Everybody loves Daryl. Uh, I don't know, but. I think Carol's a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, if there was a way to fucking make her the lead character, it's well, I was just it. thinking. Okay, so if Daryl's going to be the new main character, they didn't say lead as in leading of the group. Yeah. So if Daryl's the main, new main character, what if he goes back to being that executioner role to her being the leader of the group? Do you think I, that'll she, work? She'd, she'd have did. to invest in them. I don't think she would ever want to be a leader. Just like we're saying, she's yeah. a survivor. She'll just okay. go out of the camp and survive on her own. She doesn't want people riding on coattails. You know. She might be better better candidate for a standalone film yeah. or a show. Maybe yeah. one of the spinoffs. Something. She's got to take care of some kid that they could do Logan with her in it. <laughs> I'm just thinking. The videos. Yeah. Talking about Logan earlier. Um, so yeah, that was mine. My number two. Squeaks, what do we got for number two? All right. My number two is my favorite character. At least not number one, but number two. Uh, it's Rick Rhymes. Oh. Rick Rhymes. <laughs> now, um, overall, being the leader, yeah, he has his downsides or whatever where he's, you know, gets a little crazy, whatever they all do. But uh, he was... Went to Alexandria and made it his bitch. Like, it was his. Yeah. And then when people want to try to turn against him, he was like, no, you're going to fucking do what I say. You think you're going to... What, what was something he said? Oh, yeah. He said, you really think you're going to take this community from us, from Glenn, from Michonne, from Daryl, from me? You have no idea who you're talking to. I was yeah. like, badass. <laughs> yeah. So, um, besides that, uh, he always keeps his promises, no matter what, even when he says he's going to kill someone. There was a character, Gareth... Yeah. Um, and it was an it was an episode where he's in Terminus, and he, they were fighting or doing whatever the hell. And Gareth was uh like pleading to let him free, our past will never come across again. You know, I promise. But he's like, I already made a promise to you that I was going to kill you. And he just fucking fucking starts slashing at him. Right, right. Um, uh, uh, he um, besides, I don't know. He just always keeps a focus on uh, being a leader. Uh, there was a time where he was a uh, Fighting with the claimers. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, that's right. I was trying to think of the whole thing. Whatever the motorcycle group. Yeah, I think this was this guy. Um, and then he just he takes that chunk off the neck guy. He didn't have a knife or anything, so yeah. he bits his neck. He bits his neck, and there's just blood everywhere. Yeah, is that am I right? The motorcycle. I think, group? I think it was them. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like like he just bits him, and then just um, blood is flying everywhere. So. Here's my one complaint, if, I, if you don't mind me arguing mm-hmm. with you on this one. You said that he always stays focused on being the leader. 
I, mm. And I think Carl has proven that wrong. <laughs> okay. Carl has even said that you need to be the leader because yeah. there's times where he's wanted to check out. Farmer Rick is kind of the same for that because mm. in season three, he does that for a bit. He goes and comes Farmer Rick like, oh, they got this. I'm good. I'm going to go farm now. Fuck yeah, I remember from way back then. Well, that, that happens multiple times. And, and there's times where Carl's telling him like, you, you may not want to be the leader, but you have to be the leader. They already look to you. You're the one with the skill set to do this. You have to yeah, be the leader. Yeah. They've had that conversation a couple times. And so I think there's times where it's it's the the uh, it's the uh, the leader that doesn't want to be the leader is the best leader kind of thing, you know, where yeah. you know, you see that a lot where that's always gonna be the best one. But I just I think he flips too much too. He's also like he gets yeah. into these modes where he's like, We need to be peaceful, guys, we need to we need to talk first. Then something goes well, something snaps, something goes too far, somebody kills the gland. And then he goes nuts. And then he goes nuts until he goes too far. And then somebody who's normally his son, who's now gone, has to bring him back down. Yeah. And then he, then we start reset the cycle again. And I think he's too much. He's repeating a story too much doing that. Yeah. Uh, that's why. I mean, he's not my number one. That's why I was saying he's uh, flip floppy. Yeah, flip floppy. But he. Good term. I don't know, maybe I think he just knows he has to take on the role of being a leader, so he just takes it back again. Yeah. So, I mean... And though, like, yeah. I think he's really strong, like, he's a strong, has a strong personality, strong character, strong mentally, but I don't think he has that, like, full, like, mental stability, like we talked about with Carol. He does break. And yeah. when yeah. he breaks, it's like, dude, you're, you're holding up everybody. You're holding yeah. up the when entire When he breaks, group. everybody depends on him, so yeah. they fall. So, and it's a lot more obvious and noticeable than if, you know... If Glenn breaks, okay, well, you just sit in the corner while we take yeah. care of stuff. Carol breaks, he just goes, she moves out. Yeah. If Rick were to move out, who's yeah. running Alexander? Exactly. Yeah. But he does have both sides, like you guys were saying about Glenn being a leader, but he has the side where, okay, I'm going to straight up to fucking kill everyone, and then, okay, I'm passionate here and there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, just get vengeful. He's not just one per- one-sided type of person. True. But yeah, I love Rick. All right, so we're on yours, John. What's number two? Yeah. My number two is Carol. We talked about her a lot already. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah she's badass. Oh, yeah, uh, she's, I, I don't know. I want. I, in my notes, I also put that she, and of course, she's a survivor. That's one of my favorite features about her. I think she's she could be a leader if she wanted to, but the smartest of them wouldn't choose to be a leader because that's taking on that's a huge burden, yeah. and it's a lot of people you have to worry about. And in this kind of world, you need to worry about you and yourself, and maybe your immediate family, and yeah, everyone else. Is, and as soon as you have to carry somebody else, you get you get hurt. We see it time yeah, and time again. Yeah. And so it's it's a sink or swim kind of world. And I, I noted down that she was, she's honest, but she's not necessarily honest to, like, to your face. But her like her character is like yeah, a true to herself character. Like, yeah, you know, she lies. She lies plenty when she needs to because she's a chameleon. Like, because of survivability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's not like uh, I don't know how to say. It. Like, she does, her her character doesn't change back and forth very much. Well, she's, she's, yeah, I think you're saying like she's honest to herself. She's honest yeah, in being herself. If yeah. she doesn't want to go attack or go fight, she'll let you know that. Yeah. And then she won't break it unless somebody's going to actually get hurt in the process. Yeah. Or, if, or if she's, if she's determined to go kill this guy, look, she's going to tell you that guy's going to go die. I'm going to be the one that does it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's a good point. Yeah. She's not trying to mask anything. She's not trying to be confusing. Yeah. And she'll, she'll lie, but I mean, it's not, that's not the kind of honesty. Yeah. yeah. That's survival. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. All right, John. Or John. Daniel. Number one. Sound effects. Number one. I know. I'm working on that. I'm trying to find. If anybody if anybody listens and is good at sound effects and you guys want to donate sound effects to this, Dang. we will use them if they're not if everybody likes them. Also, and uh, shout out. This is something we shout out Twitter beforehand, but uh, we could talk about another time. But this is probably a good time for honorable mentions if anybody had any. 
You want a peppermint right now? Yeah, well, Before I don't want to do that case if somebody's number one. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Number one. Number one. Number one. Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. number one. It's a, yeah. it's a good choice. I had put him. He's the main character. I fucking, I loved him. Right when I started watching the show, yeah. pretty much I watched the show because of him. Just yeah. the way he acts. Uh, he, like everybody already said, he is the leader, but he can't, he's not really a good leader. But it, there's nobody in the show that wants to take that lead in the group. Nobody wants to weigh themselves down. Overall, it's probably nobody better at it, too. Yeah, like he did go crazy, but it's just like, five died, now my son died. Now he has to watch out for his daughter. All his like other uh, family members in the group keep dying. And they now keep... he has to keep Negan alive too, dude. That's gonna be so hard for his wife. So it's just like it's just <laughs> so much to deal with. So you could kind of see like he didn't have that that switch, which he should, but he's still doing it. He still has to do it for everybody. Yeah. I just don't see anybody wanting to take that role. Yeah. Or even capable of it, to the degree that he can do it. Yeah. They obviously naturally look to him. Yeah, they all... And, uh, yeah, I had to put him number one, because I said, that show needs Rick. Yeah, even looks... That moment, it was a good point I forgot about, where he comes into Alexandria and he tells... I can't remember her name, but the one who runs Alexandria. Yeah. Who should have been played by Catherine Janeway. Yes. Um, Kate Mulgrew. Kate Mulgrew. Like a little Kate, rebellion against Kate, him. Kate, if you want to come in and uh, talk with us. At the oh, moment. my God. Kate Mulgrew, if you want to join the show, you will take over Squeak Spot. <laughs> we'll replace Squeak's right now for you. <laughs> so fast. Replace <laughs> Joe's spot. Oh, <laughs> the, the vacant spot. The vacant no, spot. We'll, we'll the vacant spot. You will be the top five. <laughs> yeah. I'll just listen to your show. Anyway, so, but yeah, that scene where, where he comes in and just like gut checks her. That's the good stuff. Yeah. All right. My number one and the true number one, uh, <laughs> who needs his own show. King Ezekiel, uh, played by oh you shit, shit the hell up right now, played by Carrie. Koi is a zookeeper. That's our show, guys. Oh my god, the rise of the kingdom. Uh, That'd yeah. be amazing. So he leads the kingdom. He has a pet tiger named Shiva. Which the it's next dope. time I get a pet so. tiger, I am naming her Shiva. That's such a good name for a pet okay. tiger. He's one of the co-leaders of the militia that's against uh, Negan, yeah. uh, alongside Rick, Maggie, and Cindy. Um, he uses his background in theater because as a kid, he was a, he was a theater kid. Um, he uses that background to look grandiose. He, he he was acting grandiose and everything like that when they were all getting together. And they kind of promoted him to be the leader. And then he just called himself king. Um, and he had a pet tiger that helps. Right. <laughs> he became a zookeeper. And then uh, when uh, Shiva got like her her leg hurt or whatever, he, he jumped in and saved her. Um, so that's why Shiva's like down with him. Um, and then uh, he's one. And he rarely breaks character. It's one of my favorite scenes. Is that whenever he breaks character with Carol yeah. or with uh, Jerry, uh, who's all both of them are on my list. Um, and I like when he like he comes over, and does like a little like a how you doing, Carol, to their house. You know, I always love when when that mm-hmm. when they do those scenes. But those those are my favorite scenes. Are when he's just talking with Carol and kind of breaks character, and then you see him come back to the, like his grand speeches. Have you ever looked what? So when they're they're going around the kingdom, or whatever. You ever look on the walls where they have like. Quotes of his painted on the wall, like you would oh, see, no, like biblical actually, no. quotes. Mm-hmm. Look at them; they're they're quotes of his King Ezekiel at the end of them and stuff like that. Oh, fuck, and I just cool. love, yeah, I just love that he he's using his background in theater to make himself grand, uh, uh, grand, and it's 
what the the after the side effect of doing that is he he makes himself to look like a leader and he becomes a leader. But and it's and it, and in doing so, he makes it to where his people have hope. But before that, he uses this grand persona to put a mask on himself because he's just a dude trying to survive in the apocalypse. So he's like, look, I'm just going to put this mask on myself because he's an actor. He knows what that's like to have that mask take the dings, not him as a person. And then you see that mask break when he leads a mission. They all have missions to go lead. And he leads one of them. Uh, and there's, there's some gunners up in a barn. And they like mow down a lot of his men. He comes back. He is shattered. That mask is shattered. He's locked up in the room. Jerry, my boy, number three or four, four. Uh, yeah, uh, whatever one. He comes in and says, um, "No, you got to come out. You got to." He kind of like uh, coaxes him out. Carol does a little bit of that too, and he takes on the reins again and to sacrifice himself so to Negan because Negan wanted to make an example of him. Sacrifices himself to Negan so his men can run away. So it's almost like in acting like this grand king, he has become the grand king. Yeah, and and I would love a standalone show that shows. The the rise, which the CGI budget might be a little too high because of the tiger, but the rise of King Ezekiel. I think that'd be so cool. That would be. I you know, him because they have this agreement with Negan, so it would be a lot more of Negan's battle with him. And like it'd be a lot more political drama. We might see I'm not saying Game of Thrones because of a king, but it might have been that that aspect of like we have to like, you know, and then eventually just this un, un unsettling peace truce that he had with him. And he was poisoning. He was in the comic books, I know, I know we're only doing TV show, but in the comic books, he actually was very, very pro. Let's get Negan out. But in the show, they're poisoning them with their pigs because they're donating pigs all the time. They're having the pigs eat dead bodies. They're having them eat zombies. They're slowly poisoning the foundry. Mm-hmm. It's freaking cool. It's the only like rebellion we see at against Negan up until that point. So I just, I really want to see a standalone Ezekiel. If they, he's also him and him and Jerry. I'm cool with them right off into the sunset. They're so awesome. Carol too, of course. Just those three. Yeah. Everybody else off them. <laughs> I want those three running, riding off in the sunset. They're pretty great. So I know he's not long for this world, which is unfortunate, but <laughs> yeah, he's pretty yeah. great. <laughs> All right. Go for it, Squeaks in the morning. So my number one is Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> nice. The only reason, uh, true ride or die. He's always stuck with the, the plans, no matter what the consequences are, how crazy they are. Um, yeah, and his relationship with Rick shows it. Uh, when Rick was captured in the biker gang, uh, he um, was trying to make that leader let him go. Yeah. And then he also offered himself up for sacrifice to have Rick and Michonne leave or to be let go. Yeah. Um, he has a, uh, He's that hard shell like Michonne on the front, but then inside he's like a golden heart. He takes care of Judith. He's like the only, besides Rick, the like male figure for Judith, like make sure she's fed. Um, what's, it, what's he called? Judith? Little badass. Is it kick-ass? I think it's badass, isn't it? Ass kicker? Ass oh, maybe ass kicker. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. right. That's right, yeah. That's cool. Um, Little shit. His fight scenes, he's crazy. Besides the crossbow, he has this uh, one scene where he takes a chain and he kind of like swings it and whips it at three zombies. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. That does sound it's awesome. like three zombies that are lined up and like he whips spot. the chain. He is kind of like those from off. Like yeah. <laughs> um, um, the big one, though, I feel like when you guys were talking about leaders, He's the only one that's always kept us cool no matter what, I feel like. And he's not, yeah. he's never scared. When he was captured by Negan and he was out and he was about, he's like breaking out, but then they surrounded him. He just kept like quiet and still. Do you think he'd be a good leader him. though? You think that'd make him a good leader? I th- I think so only because he does, and you never see him lose it. I mean, and when he does lose it, it's because he's passionate about something and he yeah. knows he won't. Okay, so there's parts where he doesn't tell everyone his idea, yeah. but his idea is always just for the greater good anyway, and he just does it. He doesn't 
I think he's the best executioner. I think he's the yeah. best right hand yeah. man, yeah. you know, fiery angel kind of guy. But I don't, you know, I don't know leader. I you know, like there's no. I know there's you don't see a lot of emotion from him, but maybe sometimes that emotion holds people back. Some of the the best emotion you see from him personally is the scenes with uh, Beth or Bethany, and um, where they go to that cabin and you start to learn more about his abusive life with his dad. Yeah, yeah, that was really touching and added a ton of depth to that character. Mm -hmm. And it'd be nice to see a little bit more of that. And I think we will. He's going to be the new main character after season nine, so I think we'll see more of that. But that was really cool. All right, John, what do we got for number one? All right, my number one is Michonne. All right, nice. Uh, she's uh, she's a really good character, but after going through all our top fives, um, I realized, too, that she does have kind of a shallow surface. Well, not, I don't know. She she just doesn't have as much depth as some of the other characters. Yeah. Uh, but she's a badass. Just the fact that she started the zombie apocalypse with no skills and learned and taught herself how to use the katana. And now, you know, she it's a... Ammo free weapon. She's perfect sh- weapon for yeah, this situation. Ideal. And I mean, you fucking lob heads off all day long. Yeah. She knows how to sharpen it. She sharpens it herself re- regularly. You see her do it. Um, and yeah, she's just so good with it. It doesn't have to use a gun that makes a ton of noise and draws a ton more walkers. Like, uh, she's just a good, strong character. She's, she's quiet, which I mean, some, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but she's that kind of supports her being a strong. Confident, um, I don't know, like a strong character that she's silent like that. Um, not like some of these other people that just keep rambling or whatnot. Yeah, like me. But, <laughs> but no, I don't, she's just I, I like her. She's a really cool character. Yeah, especially that she she's a badass with a katana. She's she's a fan favorite, and I think yeah, you're right. Katana is a great choice. I'm not I'm not sure if she didn't know how to use it from beforehand. The way she knows how to sharpen it, you almost think like she had some sort of training or something I like that. I want to say, I can't remember. I, I, I should have done more research on her. I was just like, oh yeah, she's, she's a shield. She'll be a boy. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure, maybe it was just, maybe it was in the comic books. Maybe it wasn't even in the show. I can't remember. But, uh, but yeah, she taught herself how to use it. Okay. In prep, in, you know, not in preparation, but when this all went down. Um, but yeah, I can't remember exactly where that was at. But she was also before. I mean, she was one of the few that knew that putting zombie guts on you deters them because they're based on scent or yeah. whatever. That's and, pretty awesome. Uh, she was we the only one we've ever seen use walkers as as uh, like pets or whatever. Keep them yeah. around her too. And she took off like their jaw and their arms. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. And you know, keep keeps other walkers away and uh, keeps other people away. And so. She's a badass character, but like you're saying too, you said earlier, later in the seasons, we're starting to see her kind of open up, peel back some of those layers and be a softer character on the inside. Now that she's found people she can trust and they've proven over these years as some of the friends that have died and they've proven that she can really rely on them too. So now she's opening up and showing her softer side and whatnot. Yeah. It's good to see them add more to her. Yeah, I definitely want her to survive the mass Rick apocalypse is coming up. Yeah, and like we've been talking about leaders, I don't know if I don't know if she'd be a good leader. I think she, like you guys have been mentioning, a good executioner. Uh, I don't know if her Carl would like if if not Carl if Daryl was to lead if she would follow him very well or not. But I, I mean, it'd be interesting to see her try to lead, but she'd have to be more diplomatic, more vocal. I mean, she's yeah. super quiet. She doesn't try to get involved. She just. Like an executioner, she stands there and doesn't. Maybe she should stay that way. I'm thinking full on embrace the Wakanda thing. Like she's in Black Panther, she's so awesome in that. But you know, she's just like protect my king. 
if she's protect the leader, yeah. you know, then I, I would be fully down with that. Um, and so uh, that'd be pretty good. All right. Anything else on the show? No, that was it. All right. What do you got for your number one? I already did. You already did your number one. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was it. That was <laughs> forgot nice. we started with Daniel this time. All right. So uh, that was it, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please make sure you subscribe. And uh, if you can, rate us on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Get the numbers up there. Um, five stars if possible. And if not, then just tell me why you're not five stars so that we can <laughs> fix the show. Uh, we're, we're working on the audio stuff and, and we're getting there slowly. Um, also, any topics you guys might have, just your best bets to tweet it to us. Uh, we're trying to get more active on Twitter. If you guys want some nerd news, I'm going to be dropping that stuff all the time on, uh, on Twitter. So uh, thanks again for listening and I hope you guys have a good day.